Veronica grew up in a Mexican household. Priya grew up in an Indian household. Both homes had different opinions on beer. Today we talk, among other things, about the different philosophies each household embraces. People have different opinions about the place of beer in a household. And that's okay. Any opinion is worth exploring and talking about. Today, we drive up to Atlanta, Georgia, and meet up with Priya and Veronica. Veronica's family had a very relaxed relationship with beer, where Priya's did not. I have never been to Atlanta, and so I feel the excitement I feel any time I'm about to explore a new city as I pick up Priya and Veronica from the airport. Luckily, my giant beer van is not that hard to find, and Veronica and Priya jump in. The night progresses. We catch up over some drinks, eat some fantastic Indian food, and head back to the Airbnb. I set up my gear, we all grab some drinks, and we begin to talk. Hey guys, I'm here with Priya and Veronica. What's up? Hi. Let's explain our relationship a little bit, okay? So I've known Priya for a long time. I've known Veronica for a long time. But Priya, our relationship started off with a lie. Yeah. Yeah. One of the worst lies I've heard, actually. Speak on that. <laughs> my now fiance, who was my boyfriend then, told me, let's go across the street. I want you to meet one of my really, really good friends. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Whatever. And I walk in and I don't know why I started talking about Grey's Anatomy, but I was like, <laughs> do you watch Grey's Anatomy? And you just went with it. You said, yeah. And then you started listing off characters. Mm-hmm. You just kind of went with it. Yeah. I have a question. Why? What's that, Veronica? Like, why did you know characters if you did not watch Grace and Well, here's the thing. I knew McDreamy. Mm-hmm. Did you know McSteamy? There's two different people, really. Yeah. Wow, interesting. Mm-hmm. I guess I went with it. It was a bit of an improv situation. So I'd like to apologize. Maybe one day I'll watch it, then we can have an actual conversation about it. <laughs> well, see, now I'm over it. I've moved on to bigger, better things. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Sorry, Maybe Grey Anatomy have to watch fans. you. Yeah, hey, oh, that's a little scary for my taste, I'm going to yeah. be honest. Well, yeah. that's the only thing that's going to make up for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Veronica, we met in film school. Columbia College, Chicago. Yeah, you were in last week's episode, Wine Beer, Beer Company. Company. Yeah. Wine Beer Company, yeah. Yeah, so I'd like to talk about why I had you both on the podcast, right? It's a beer podcast. It's been kind of an interesting relationship between me and you, uh, Priya and you, Veronica, w- with beer. Yeah. Starting with Veronica, how would you say that progression happened? Yeah, well, that's so interesting because I'm not really a beer person. I don't generally drink beer like no Like, no is a huge fan and I'm not. And I think um, Noah and I talk about this constantly. It's because of the way we grew up. Um, I'm Mexican. And so my dad, he loves beer. And from a very young age, he was like, do you want to taste it? Do you want to try it? And 
so I was exposed to it and I was exposed to the taste of it from like five years old, probably. There's this home video of, I think it was like my third birthday and in it, and I probably shouldn't say that. I'm not going to say names for a child protection services. Well, I guess he's like 20 something now, so it doesn't matter. No longer a child. He's no longer a child, so right. it doesn't matter. <laughs> but in this like home video, you see my uncle holding my baby cousin and he could not walk yet. And so my uncle was drinking a beer. And so he would like, he would take a sip and then he would like let my little baby cousin take a sip. Like he would give him a little sip of the beer too. And he was like this little child who could not walk yet. So mm. yeah, that, that kind of just like shows you our relationship with beer. Like it was just accepted. It was accepted. Yes. And I think because it was accepted, it was never like this like mysterious, like, hard to acquire thing it was just there and because of that i never i honestly never wanted it priya it was a bit of a polar opposite for you growing up correct yeah so it's kind of weird hearing that because for me it was like i was never even allowed to think about it mm. um because i'm indian and yeah. in our culture alcohol is just like it's frowned upon being intoxicated any sort of drug is actually just frowned upon um and while my dad was younger, he did indulge. He had, you know, like your classic Bud Light or whatever. But once he got married to my mom, who's a mm -hmm. very like strict, very follow the rules kind of gal, right. she was like, I'm going to need you to quit and I'm going to need you to quit right now. Also with meat, my dad also used to eat meat. So he kind of like cut alcohol and meat out of his system completely. Right. So for me, it was more of like, I must try this when I gain freedom because I've been told to not... It's like when someone tells you you can't do it and you want to do it. Yeah. That was it for me. So that that's kind of like the alcohol thing. Like when I started dating Viral is when I actually was like able to obtain it being underage. Right. Like I was 19. And that's when I was able to obtain it. And we, then, don't, we don't condone underage drinking. We don't. Podcast. No, no, we don't condone. Yep. Don't do it. Continue, Don't, don't do it. Um, so yeah, so he was 21 at the time and like, it was very simple how it started. And then it's crazy because I mean, like my first sip of beer, I was like, why, why do people drink this? This You is, don't like it at all. No. And this is the worst thing. And honestly, it would be, I would say you and Viral are the reason I even started having beer. I think you, mm. you two ended up taking me to my first brewery ever. Bad Weather Brewing Company in St. Paul? Yeah. And wow. I have a picture okay. on my Instagram from that day, which is like, that was my, the first time I ever had a flight. Wow. Yeah. Now, Veronica insisted on telling a beer joke she's been telling at the bars for years. I apologize in advance, everyone. All right, there's this piece of string, right? And then oh, it decides, hey, <laughs> I'm going to say it decides to go to a brewery, right? He walks into this brewery and he's like, bartender, beer, please. And the bartender's like, um, no, you're a piece of string. You're not getting any beer. And so then the piece of string gets really mad. And he's like, wow, like, they're so mean. Why wouldn't they give me a piece of string beer? That's so ridiculous, right? And he's like thinking, he's like racking his brain. Like, how do I get a nice, cold, refreshing beer? Because he loves beer. He's like, Noah, right? And he, fig he figures out a way. So he goes back in tied himself or he to hold on you guys <laughs> rude he ties himself into a knot then he goes back in and he's like okay I'm different now bartender 
Hey. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like, I swear, it's good, it's good, I promise, I swear. He's like, bartender, beer, please. And he's like, well, aren't you the same piece of string that just walked in here and I refuse service to? And he's like, no, I'm not. Get it? Because he tied himself into a knot and then went back in. You get it? I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was good. It's literally one of my favorite jokes. And nobody likes it. Good night, Atlanta. <laughs> Question for both of you. Why get drunk? I don't get drunk. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun and you don't get drunk. Why not? Or why? Yeah, I think it goes back to our upbringing. Like for Priya, like she never had it. It was like this frowned upon thing. Mm -hmm. And so when she did it or when she started doing it, she did it quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Priya? Yeah, yeah. And so for me, I never wanted to do it. There's There has been an evolution where I drink certain beers now mm -hmm. and sours are amazing. When and if I do have kids, I'd probably raise them to be aware that alcohol is a thing in the world. So mm -hmm. because it's and it's not just alcohol, it can honestly be anything in the world where if it's like yeah. if you're told to refrain from it for so long and you finally get to do it, I feel like you lose a lot of control. How so? Like I, you know, I never cared to until I did. Like I was 20 or 21 or whatever. And we started going out and clubs and like that was so fun because I never got to do it it was so fun to like even taste alcohol because it was literally instilled in me to never ever think about it or drink it or whatever and it's just like that first taste of freedom I feel like gave me like a weird high that no alcohol can give me but I think that's why I kind of like I went nuts for like a lot of years there it was like Thursday Friday Saturday we're out yeah. at the clubs do you still equate drinking with freedom or has it changed over the years then? No, because as I get older, the hangovers get worse. <laughs> and also, I just, now that I'm older and I can, you know, buy my own beer and have my own alcohol. And I mean, we have a speakeasy in our basement, for God's sakes. Like, yeah. it's not really freedom, but it's kind of still freedom to be like, I can do it because now I'm a whole adult. And right. I don't have to ask mom and dad or like hide it from mom sure. and dad. You brought up an interesting point and topic about how you should raise your kids in relation to alcohol. Mm -hmm. With both of your experience, what would you say is the best approach? Absence or exposure? I think exposure is definitely it. I remember being five and on the weekends, I would always tell my dad that the weekends felt like a party because like him and my mom and my sister and I would literally just chill in the backyard and we would get chips and snacks and my dad would drink beer and we would right. like put music on and it was so much fun. And my dad would give me like a little sip, but I hated the taste of beer. Mm -hmm. So he would put like salt and lime or lemon on the rim. Yeah, and yeah. so literally drinking a beer for me was just like slurping the lemon and salts off of the rim and then giving it to him. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I would take like a little sip of, of the beer, but that was it. That was like, you know, what constituted drinking beer for me. It wasn't special. It, I mean, it wasn't special. No, it was just like a thing that like I could have if I wanted a sip of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and for me, when I have kids, if I ever have kids, yeah, I'm just going to be like, here's beer. Here's how it tastes. All right. You're five. Yeah. Bye. Right. That's it. That's all you're having. Kind of what Veronica is saying, you can kind of squash that curiosity at a very young age. Right. And if you make your kids aware, like, hey, you can have this at a certain age. And like, I'm going to let you try it right now. And I'm not going to make it so exclusive where you, the second you turn 21, you're going to run to the bar. I do have a question for Priya. I know you're getting married in American weddings, open bars and 
you know, cocktails and Great question. beer are a big deal. What is your wedding going to look like? Because you're having a traditional Indian wedding, yeah? Yeah, we're having a traditional Indian wedding with um, about five separate events. And I think as I got older, my parents' um, like outlook on alcohol has changed a little bit. They're a little more accepting. I wouldn't say like ideally accepting but they're a little more aware of it people drink it and to my parents and to me they've always like they think alcohol is like the worst thing they don't think it can casually be done they think it's either you're hammered or you're not like there's no in between so interesting yeah so we've been kind of working on that relationship even for them with alcohol um and for our engagement party that we had last year we did have an open bar which was a big like conflict between me and my in-laws because they're my parents and my in-laws, because they both have the same ideology on alcohol. Like, don't do it. It's just the worst thing. It's like the drugs of the demons. The so, drugs of the demons? Is that an actual... Like- yeah, it's like, yeah, like, uh, basically they'll say, like, alcohol demonizes you, or you're just... Wow. You'll just become a bad person if you touch alcohol, or if you touch oh, meat, or drugs, or anything. So like, it's tied to character in some ways. Yeah, yeah. It makes you a bad person. Makes you a bad person? Makes you a bad person. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So... We did end up having an open bar, which was a huge hit. And I think it kind of opened their eyes up a little bit more to be aware that it's not just us. It's not just like the teenagers these days that are drinking. It's it's fairly common. There's people their age, men and women, that drink alcohol. And yeah. that kind of brings me to like women drinking was like worse than just men drinking too. Why, Why is that? Because women are supposed to be very ladylike, very feminine, and drinking alcohol isn't feminine. Isn't feminine. Mm. And even at the engagement party, like they would, the older ladies would hold cans and wrap a napkin around it to kind of be like, oh, I could be drinking a Coke. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So crazy. Wow. Yeah. I quickly asked Veronica and Priya to share a memory from their childhood, either involving beer or the feelings that I often associate with beer, which is camaraderie and community. I love going to a Cubs game. I remember when I was younger, my dad just lo- loves beer. He loves beer and sports. So his happy place is either watching a game or at a game, having a beer and eating peanuts. So like I remember for his birthday, we took him to Milwaukee. He had never been to another stadium that was not in Chicago. When we were in Milwaukee, I just turned over and he was drinking a beer and eating peanuts and he just seemed happy and so that made me happy. Um, A happy memory I have from my childhood is having home-cooked, fresh-cooked meals Honestly, every day my mom would wake up before work and make that night's dinner or lunch for us. And um, she has been doing so since the day she married my dad. My mom is a phenomenal cook. I do not know what she's putting in her food. Yeah, so that was something that I remember. And I remember, um, you know, a lot of people do like her food. So with get-togethers, with the lack of alcohol, I feel like her food kind of compensated for that because her food is so good. And it was like something that people could bond over. And some days people are still talking about food that she made like five years ago. Talking to two people who are kind of indifferent about beer. That's usually not what I do on this podcast. <laughs> people who like <laughs> beer and have a passion for beer. But it's also an interesting perspective. Like what makes you drink a beer? 
being I, indifferent about it. I yeah, I actually have a good answer for this. Well, not good answer, but like a great. I actually well, have not a, a good answer, but a great. But answer. a great answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a great. What is the word I'm trying to use? Like I have an answer. Okay. Um, great. Because I didn't like beer, but I think that what's so special about beer, it's that there's a beer for everyone. Okay. And Priya, what do you think? Beer is the alcohol where people connect over the most. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm saying like if you had three cocktails, you'd probably be intoxicated and now you're just going to have silly conversations. I think you can sit there, have three beers since they take longer to drink anyways and have less alcohol. I feel like you can sit there for hours and like discuss stuff and like I feel like beer just brings people together also beer has a lot of variety yeah at a brewery there's always something that I can like or like Brio can like Veronica like you said there's kind of like a beer for everybody I have a question to wrap this up mm-hmm. my friends Priya and Veronica yeah. you both are my friends I'd say beer and drinking is part of our friendship what's the role of beer in friendship what do you think I think it actually gives us a reason to go out and do something. I also think it promotes and encourages for us to sit down and talk, do that thing that we're talking about, like no phones or no outside distractions because we're taking time out of the week. We're taking time out of our lives to come spend time with each other. And I think you can really do that over a good drink. Veronica? To kind of piggyback off of her answer, I think that like the four of us are super busy people and to just be able to come to Atlanta on a weekend and have a beer and talk to each other and be with each other. Um, it's it's really nice. Yeah, it forces friendship. <laughs> it does not. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. I think it forces conversation, and I also think we learn a lot about each other, like uh, yeah. stuff that maybe we don't want to know, but now we do. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're just sitting there drinking beer, and you're like, well... I gave Noah a wedgie once. On that note, Priya, thank you very much. Veronica, thank you very much. You'll always be very dear friends to me. Well, in Atlanta, I want to share a couple of things that I did, which I enjoyed. We went to a great Indian restaurant called Zyka near the Patel Plaza, and it was really, really good. The world of Coca-Cola Museum slash experience is very unique to the area, and there's a tasting room at the very end where you get to choose Coke products from around the world, which is really, really fun. And finally, it's a bit of a cop-out because it's a chain, but we stumbled upon the red phone booth speakeasy downtown. The only way to enter this speakeasy is by dialing the correct phone number into an English-looking red phone booth. And the only way you can get that number is via a member, or we found out after Googling it, go to a hotel and ask the front desk. When you get the phone number right, a door opens up behind the phone and you can have some great cocktails. I had a smoked rum old-fashioned, which was awesome. Thank you so much for listening to the Beer Nomad podcast. Follow along visually at my Instagram at the Beer Nomad Van, or check out my website at thebeernomadvan.com. As always, drink good beer and be good to each other. Cheers. Mm-hmm.